you think this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This is where I'm feeling. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a pothead fucker? <laughs> This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Yeah, just uh, still recovering from the sun. And the sun today, just driving around, boy, really bakes me. Anyway, today, uh, even though despite the fact that we're back from a three-day, actually four-day hiatus here from the Live at Five show, I got the return of our friend Dr. Michael Michael Schwartz. Uh, He's calling in about five minutes or so. If you've noticed, uh, the return to COVID and masks at our local hospitals and every every medical office associated with Samaritan has now authorized the new mandate where you have to wear masks. The president himself was wearing a mask. Uh, Dr. Jill uh, Biden um, has uh, has COVID, and who knows? It just it just builds up uh, more so and more so. So again, just uh, as a as a footnote. Uh, Michael Schwartz uh, wrote a book called uh, Fauci's Fiction, and I spoke with him about a month and a half ago or so, and uh, a a riveting conversation, not just obviously about the book, but more so about Michael and his his viewpoint on on uh, uh, COVID from the beginning. Remember, this was the guy that that had a, a clinic, two clinics, one in Jersey, one in one in Florida, and he was one of the first uh, clinics to actually um, have the actual test uh, COVID tests themselves. Remember that with the you know, and you, oh, just shove it up your nose. It's a little uncomfortable, but you'll get the you know, and you get the results. And then from that point going forward, I mean, he's a smart man. He's a clinical doctor. And he, he can explain that a lot better than I can. He's a smart guy. He did very well in his SATs, I'm sure. He's a young dude, very defiant. And also, when we spoke to him, I asked him if he ever had the, uh, the vaccination. He says, no, I'm not stupid. That said, he had COVID three times, one of which uh, he was hospitalized. So he is definitely, you know, he, he's, he's experienced COVID probably more so than the average person. But he has uh, such an... Uh, I, I, just an unbelievable outlook on, on what COVID was right from the beginning based on the data. So now with the new, I guess you could say, reintroduction to masks, we never thought, well, you knew that was going to happen. Bill Gates can't wait for the next wave to come along so he can have the whole planet to himself. So nobody can ask him about why he was on uh, Epstein's Islands over 22 times. Well, I don't want to have to answer that. It's just so I'm going to make you all die. I'm buying all the uh, uh, all the farmland too. <clears throat> God, he disgusts me. Anyway, that's going to be in a bit. And and typically this time, and I and I can't wait to talk about my weekend. We basically, I did nothing but have fun. Hopefully, you did too. And now we're we're in the middle of yet another. Oh, I don't know if we had. I guess we did have a warm streak sometime or another back in June or July. I can't remember. But today it was hot, but yet beautiful, and it's going to continue to be hot. Uh, for the next four or five days. So, uh, no, you can't call this uh, uh, an Indian summer. And even if you did, that's politically incorrect. But it isn't an Indian summer. An Indian summer is characterized, I believe, after your first frost, and then it goes back into like the 70s and 80s again. Something like that. I could be wrong. <coughs> Not to mention I'm sneezing. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I got COVID. Who knows? So uh, Michael Schwartz calling in in a little bit. Now, I heard uh, the hotline show today on and off, and one thing I did notice, um, uh, despite the fact that yours, tr- <coughs> excuse me, hopefully I won't give the, the, the good doctor um, whatever I have over the phone line, but I was listening to uh, Jeff Graham today, and uh, uh, today I'm sluggish as hell. I mean, I feel like I'm walking in quicksand today, and yet I listened to uh, former mayor and hotline host for the last 48 years, Jeff Graham, and he was... I. Holy mackerel, it looked like either he was on a lot of caffeine 
or something else. No, I'm not suggesting anything. I just think he's he's chipper than ever. And today was very indicative of that. I think a lot of us were somewhat slow. It's tough to get back into the you know the, onto the saddle again. I got things, some things done, but I just by the end of the day I was ugh. Can't, I didn't even want to drive, and, and the car is doing all the work for you. Could imagine all those guys working out uh, in the sun today. God bless you all and women for that matter. So hopefully you had a good weekend, uh, and uh, we'll, we're just going to cover you know essentially. You know, again, if you listen to uh, Republican radio, like I do, and for that matter, Fox News, the outlook is always, it's not good. And now you got you, you, um, Tucker Carlson talking about the, what what he says is imminent danger to Donald Trump, especially if, if he became president again, and what could happen to him. And if you're listening to the Crosstown station that also has Republican radio pundits, um, they talk very highly about Elon Musk and how Elon Musk is almost at the end, end of his, you know, you know I, I, how do I put this? He's at the end of his ropes. He doesn't like being criticized. He's getting pushback from the government. And, uh, geez, he didn't have to spend $43 billion to save our, you know, our free press but that, or, or freedom of, of, the, uh, of uh, speech. But he did. I don't know why he changed the name and the icon, which now I seem to, every time I pick up my phone, I, oh, I have a couple of missed calls. It's, no, it's, it's someone posted on X. But he is, uh, he is someone to be definitely uh, reckoned uh, by, by both sides of the political coin. So, uh, again, not, not just to come back here. Today's beautiful, 80-something degrees, humidity's down, summer's still going strong. We're, you know, I'm here, I'm alive, I'm breathing. I had a great weekend. But at the same time, in the back of all of our heads, we're just wondering, you know, you, you, watch, you, watch, you watch all this stuff, and people are saying, hey, gas isn't that bad. It's $3.89. We've gotten to the point where we just, we've accepted it, essentially. Let's see if this is uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz. Hi, is this uh, Dr. Schwartz? Hey, Glenn Curry, how you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Well, first of all, uh, you came on the show about a month and a half, sometime in July, and um, we spoke for about 35 minutes or so. And I, I had, you know, I've been doing this on and off, essentially, but over 20 years. And I, I, I had so many, so many people come up to me and says, that was just a great, great show. There, was, there were those who said, it's not local enough. But, you know, for the most part, 99.999% thought it was just it was riveting because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's a, if it doesn't have to be a local. It is a local. It's local because right now our local hospital just sent out uh, a message, and again, uh, Samaritan Hospital owns essentially everything around town. That's all the, you know, the, the other offices associated with the medical practice uh, of this, that, and the other thing. And that, I believe, starting last week or today, whichever, it, you, it's official. Everyone has to wear a mask again. So now we're back to mask mandates. And, of course, I just gave a little preface here on how you and I talked a month and a half ago and how you had two clinics and that uh, you weren't, you know, you, you would definitely... You questioned everything about uh, COVID right from the beginning, essentially before other people did. So I got to ask you, Dr. Schwartz, what are your thoughts about this new uh, resurrection, if you will, of the mask mandates? You know, it's funny, Glenn. The, the folks that really need to read this book, my book, Fauci's Fiction, are the ones that never will. Um, we, we go, and I encourage your listeners, the hard thing to do over the radio, and I do a lot of TV as well, is you don't get to see the cover of the book. This cover is triggering uh, liberals like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a depiction of Fauci with a, a Pinocchio nose coming through the mask. A lot of people are t- calling me, telling me they're buying it as a gift because the cover is just so uh, you know, uh, wonderfully done. I had a great cover designer and, and, and came up with this idea. But uh, it, you know, it, it's metaphorical, uh, the cover, but it's, it's, it's got a lot of truth in it. I mean, we write a whole chapter on masks. We don't wear masks for viruses, period. And when you understand why we don't, uh, you'd look at anybody who does uh, as a complete fool. Uh, These things are not rated for COVID. Everybody knows that already. But the the point is, it's not even about the rating of the mask. Nobody's wearing a surgical mask with it duct taped to their face. No one's actually using the filter. These things are hanging off people's faces. They're, they're, They're not tight to somebody. When you work in a hospital... Uh, the staff has to get properly fitted with an N95 mask, period. And if your face is too small for that, you wind up in something called a Papper mask. And that looks like a spacesuit helmet. Um, it, we don't wear these things for virons. People will always say to me, well, why do you wear them in the hospital? We wear them in the hospital so that we don't drool into the operative field. So we don't get over splatter on our faces when we're doing a procedure. 
Uh, look, I'm a research doctor. I, I look at data. I, 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 when anybody looks at the data of particle size uh, of COVID, how they, they travel through air fluidity, it, it, and only an idiot would wear a mask for a virus. It is just it is, it is the second dumbest thing I've ever seen in my career. Uh, these people really need to understand the science. They're trying to push this pseudoscience on people to make people feel better about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. What we need to do in reality, Glenn, is tell people the real facts about how these things transmit to get everybody on the same page. And and how do you see that ever happening, though, Doctor? Do you ever see that happening? Or do you see what you and I talked about before, how people want the divide and actually want to know? In other words, if you don't wear a mask, you're one of them. And I don't know if this translates into whether or not you're on the Republican side or Democratic side. I think it was that way before, for, for sure. But I think there's a lot of people right now who love the divide and want to keep that going. Whether or not they be- even believe you or not, they just like knowing that they're on the side of righteousness. And that's the side of those who choose to wear a mask. It was, it was obvious right during the election, during the campaign, when, when, when Fauci came out and said, don't wear a mask, it's stupid, it's not going to do anything. Right. It's, it, 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 and, and then, of course, when Trump came out and said, well, I'm not going to do it, then everybody else switched gears. It was like, you know, overnight, the light switch had gone off because they just wanted to do the opposite of what Trump did, and that's when it became political. COVID's not political. I talk about it in the book. COVID's very real, but it's not, it's not what the media portrayed it to be. I mean, when you look at the death rate of the flu, COVID has come down to just about that. Uh, it is not as deadly. Everybody knows it's not as deadly. Everybody, I think everybody's starting to catch up. The, the point that I make in Fauci's fiction is that we knew this stuff back in 2020, 2021, when the, vi- when the vaccines came out. We had data on that as well. And we knew this stuff so early, but the media wouldn't listen. The government probably had the same data I had, but they, they, they were obviously just you know lying to the public. When you leave out information, omitting information is the same as lying to the public. I, I don't get it. I don't get why the divide. This is something that is, is about health care. It's about people's livelihoods. When mm-hmm. you know we, we are shutting down businesses and suicide rates are going up, it's 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 just preposterous that we keep doing this. This is stupid. When are we going to wake up, folks? When are we going to get together and say enough is enough? You know, when when you go into that store that's that's forcing you to wear a mask, don't shop there. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the, I would do the same thing at the hospital. These folks are, are not—they're not infectious disease people. They're not fitting you for a proper mask when you walk in. So why bother? What, what are we doing here? We're just perpetuating the nonsense. That's difficult for a lot of people to do, particularly older people that have you know have faith in their in the medical system or their doctor that they see. You know how that is. Anyone older than seventy years old knows exactly where they need to be on a Tuesday or a Thursday afternoon or whichever. For them to say, well, I'm not going to do that because I think people just like to conform to, to be good citizens and uh, at the same time just keep their mouths shut so they're not uh, standouts or, or Karens, if you will, doctor. Yeah, well, look, we all conformed in the beginning because I think every one of us, probably you included, Glenn. I yeah, like I, I, too, I, I, all... me too. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Yeah, I wish I never got the booster. And now it can't be a Donald Trump thing now. Now people are just fed up with the fact that gas is still $4. And that now they're asking people to, to throw a mask on again. So it's not a Trump, uh, uh, a Biden thing anymore. Now a lot of people are just going to get frustrated. But here's the thing. I mean, I, I still look at it politically. I, I mean, even though it's not a p- political year, I think this is just gearing up towards more b- mail-in ballots just for this non-political year, which is this year. I and, mean, you know, governors and whichever local people are running and so forth. And, and they're just setting up a, 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 a triage, if you will, once again this year to see how the, the how states can, can help uh, bolster up their, their mail-in balloting and get ready for next year. It's, it's a theory. It worked for them last time, doctor, and I'm feeling like they're doing it all over again, despite the fact that the, uh, the major election's 14 months away. Well, I, I, I don't know if we talked about it on your last show, Glenn, a month ago, how they made COVID disappear, uh, how we went through the testing, because it's really simple. When you, when you look at it from my perspective and you do this every day, you know, when you, when you, when you instituted the CARES Act, and you let anyone at any time get a COVID test, you found out that everybody had this thing. And, and testing is good, because I'll tell you what, we learned a lot about viruses during that entire period. I could show you so much data that would reflect moving forward any other pandemic or virus that's, that's traveling now, flu season, what, what have you. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it and, and, and really have an understanding of it. But when you got rid of that CARES Act and when you instituted rapid tests into every single person's home, I told you rapid tests don't get reported to the government. 
and, and once you get the, rid of the CARES Act, now you have to have an actual symptom in order to test for COVID. So the numbers disappear. If the government wanted to look good, they, they sure did a, did a smart job by, by, by doing those two things because they got the COVID numbers down right away. Mm-hmm. If they bring back mandatory testing or they bring back a form of the CARES Act where anybody can get a test again, you'll see how the numbers will jump through the roof because COVID is out there like crazy right now. We've had a spike for the last month and a half. But look, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that as an alarmist because you know, if you've read my book or you understand where I'm coming from and my data, COVID is not, like I said before, as deadly as everybody thought. So who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be out there. It's never going away. But if they try to exploit that with another form of the CARES Act, uh, opening up testing again just to drive the numbers up so that we could do mail-in ballots again. Watch out for that, because if that happens, that's a sure sign they're going in that direction. So do, you, do you agree with me? Is that is that the motive behind this? What do you think it is? You know what, Glenn? I see so many people. This thing confused everybody. And, and look, of course, I have a book out that I want to promote, but I really do wish everybody in the country would yeah, read of course. This. I have a, a Democrat friend. And uh, he was actually the first person. I was, we, we played baseball together. And, uh, of course, a lot of people like us want to buy the book because they just want to find out the truth. But this guy, I had to convince him. I told him, I said, look, buddy, I said, there is no, this is, this is not political. There, there is no narrative in the book. It is just data. And he did me a favor and said, look, I'm going to trust you on that, and I'm going to buy it. So he went out and bought it. I waited for about a month. The guy was on vacation. He texted me the other day and said, I want to talk to you and give you my feedback. Hmm. He called me up and said, I can't believe I didn't know this stuff. He said, you actually blew my mind. He said, you really wrote it. It wasn't political. You you laid everything out. And I really understood. I am starting to understand COVID now in totality. Mm -hmm. And he finally took his mask off. His wife wanted to wear it the other day on the airport, in the airport. And he he looked at her blatantly and said, honey, that's not going to do anything. And he kind of laughed when he was telling me that. Mm -hmm. And I was nervous about this, this review because this is somebody who's on the opposite side. I found until he read the book, he was really, I don't know if he was toting a narrative. He wasn't virtue signaling. I think he was legitimately scared. I think the government scared enough people during this thing. Mm -hmm. And they they have everyone thinking that guys like you and I are crazy. Okay, Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. They they don't realize that guys like you and I have actually looked at the science. We we put people on our shows and have interviews every week that that analyze the science so we could put it in perspective for people because we really do care about people. I know you're a compassionate human being, Glenn. I I am as well. And we, we don't want people suffering. We don't want people dying. But we also want people to live their lives. Right. And I think I, I don't know if they're trying to push a narrative right now or they just have enough people, enough of the population scared enough that they can make them jump when they say jump. Yeah, no, that, and that's exactly it. And, 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 you know, you get other guys that are introduced, you know, that we've learned a lot about in the last years. And I just mentioned him earlier is, is Bill Gates. He's saying that there's oh wait for the next wave and again these these are excerpts from an interview that he had with with his ex wife there Miranda so God knows how long he said that but it just looks like you know there are some elitists out there obviously part of the one percent of the world that actually are looking for the next pandemic is that is could that be the next is is this testing ground for the for the next wave or the next more you know, deadlier vi- virus. It could be. We, we still have to have this conversation on COVID. And I know everybody's tired of talking about it. But what the government did with this thing, the way they blew it up, we have to have the conversation because there's another part of this that we talked about last time as well, that where it came from and, uh, you know, gain-of-function research. There's a conversation to be had about this because they released something that's, that's pretty nasty. If, you know, I've had COVID three times. Yeah. The first two times I had it, I was pretty sick. Uh, the, the, the third time I had it, it was like a cold, and there's a reason for that. You get B and T lymphocytes. So there's a conversation to be had about, you know, that whole thing. It's, I don't want to get distracted on just the, you know, do you wear a mask, do you not wear a mask, because people really need to focus on this. There's, a, there's, there's government money that was spent on gain-of-function research that came out of Anthony Fauci's office, and, and I don't talk about that in the book because I just wanted people to understand what COVID is itself. Mm-hmm. But we have to have this conversation at some point. Somebody's got to be culpable for this thing, whether it's government officials or government agency. And, and now, you, you know, where we are and the way we handled it, the CDC, and people have lost complete faith in the government, in the CDC, in your local government mm-hmm. officials, folks that I, I used to have an office down in Key West. And I had a doctor contact me the other day. She said the mayor is trying to institute mask mandates again. <laughs> she used to have people wearing masks outside on the street, and Amazing. the cops would have to enforce this ridiculous mandate. If we just stopped for a moment and talked about how these things work, 
and, and how they don't work for viruses. Right. It, it wouldn't be a question anymore, but we keep perpetuating narratives that don't make sense. Yeah, and again, I just think it's the divide that people just want to be on. They want to be on either the gray team or the blue team, and despite the fact that someone like yourself, Dr. Michael Schwartz, has overwhelming evidence to think completely different than the way they are, they're still going to be defiant, and they're going to do it out of spite. And, and again, it keeps coming back to the whole political thing is, uh, of, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. But again, I think, and you just nailed it, there's a lot of people right now, including your friend, despite the fact that they might be left of center. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I, I, I think that's what, um, I know what that's what uh, America's all about. But now people from both sides are going to start questioning this. And it should be an interesting dynamic to how the mainstream media handles this if, if people start rejecting the, uh, the mass mandates. If, of course, they get more intensive. You know, he said he said one thing to me that really, and it really meant a lot to me. He said to me, Mike, he said, I, I really, I just wish everybody would read this book. And when he said that, I was like, wow, I woke one person up. One, right. Just one. Right. You know, not with rhetoric, not with nonsense, just with data. It's not just my data either. I, I quote, you know, Dr. Lydia Baruba at MIT. She did a study on breathing in a room, 27.2 feet. But yet the government's telling you six feet. I mean, it's, it's right, made up right, numbers. Right. Let's get on the same page. Let's all have the ammunition so that, you know, when you, when you tell somebody that mask isn't going to work and they want to sit there and scream at you, you could at least tell them as to why. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if people just had the information, information is power. Right. I don't understand why people ignore real science just to perpetuate a narrative or to virtue signal. It makes zero sense. You are correct, sir. If, if this is going in that direction, there's got to be an ulterior motive. And if it's to try to hijack an election with mail-in ballots mm-hmm. again, we got to stand up and say no. But the first step in doing that is having the ammunition uh, in your brain, just the understanding of what, what these people have done to us mm-hmm. and what what this virus really is and how you contract it, how you fight it, how you treat it, what, how the vaccines actually work, mm-hmm. you know, understanding natural immunity. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that conversation. That's a conversation the entire country should have had three years ago. Well, I, I totally agree. I just I, I laugh when I see like a, an extremely overweight person arguing with someone about you should be wearing a mask in a grocery store, despite the fact that these people obviously haven't been taking care of themselves for the last 20, 30 years plus. But they feel that, oh, they're on the side of righteousness. And that's the irrational thought patterns that when you say, oh, I wish we could all get along. And, and doctor, I agree with you. But when you have that rationale, when you're looking at someone who obviously doesn't care about themselves, but feels that they're on the side of the right or the righteous, uh, it, it just makes you think. Here's my question. Dr. Fauci hasn't been in sight. Not, I mean, really, he's, been, he's disappeared in the last six months, and I, and I don't see him as much. It, it, does he know that people, it, even on his side, the people living in Fairfax County down there in Virginia who put that little statue of him in their front lawn a couple of years back, does he know that people are starting to catch on to him? He was on TV this weekend, and a lot of folks think that he may have, and I'm just speculating here, but I've heard this, that he may have a book coming out. Um, he was on TV this weekend, though, because there's a new report out that, that was done by an epidemiologist that shows there was zero appreciable difference that any of the masks made. And he went through, I mean, this study was great. He went through it in droves. There was a lot of data in there. There was a lot of good talking points. And Fauci was on TV to defend this thing because the, the, I, you probably you might have seen. I, it I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. The, the, the reporters are grilling him about this thing, and of course he's there going, "Well, you know, there's a there's a personal difference, right. even though it didn't." I mean, come on, what, what, just stop already. Why are you scared? He, this guy scared my mother. My mother doesn't leave the house. Mm-hmm. My mother watches MSNBC, mm-hmm. CNN all day long. She mm-hmm. watched that death count all day long. My, bu- my mother barely leaves the house mm-hmm. three years into this thing. She was sanitizing her groceries. <laughs> she still won't, won't come to family functions. Stop scaring people like my mother. My mother is deathly afraid to go out. Yeah, I, I, I had a great friend of mine who I was, I was with um, about two months ago. And she, I signed a book for her. She asked me to sign a book for her brother. She told me her brother was, was COVID, just freaked out from COVID. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was depressed. He doesn't leave the house much. And she asked me to sign a book for him. And I signed a book, and I, I, she asked me to write, you know, Pat, please take the mask off. And that's what I wrote. I signed it for him. I just found out last week she never had a chance to give him that book. He passed away mm-hmm. before she could give him the book, and she told me COVID drove him nuts. It drove him into drinking and just a depression, and I felt so bad hmm. when I spoke to her. But this is what the government and the media have done to people like my mother and like Tanya's brother. It is very sad. We've got to wake up at some point 
And, and if we don't do it, where are we going? The next pandemic that does come along, right. if they do perpetuate another one of these, or right. exploit one, I should say, mm-hmm. we're going to handle it exactly the same. We haven't learned anything. Mm-hmm. And so the, I, I look, I implore people, look at, look at the science out there, look at some of the doctors that are, that are saying, the, you know, I would say the opposite, but are coming out with real science, real studies, like this new study this, from this epidemiologist. Read my book. It's all in there. It's a short read. It's 170 right, pages. Right. You can read it in three hours. Mm-hmm. You will be more educated on, on COVID moving forward, and you'll know what to look for so that folks like my mother won't become hermit crabs. I mean, it is sad. Right. It, it is. And what about the John Hopkins uh, report? That came out like three, four months ago. That, wasn't that conclusive about masks, how they did nothing? There's a lot of reports that are coming out like that. I mean, look at Sweden. I, I recommended early on that we, we adopt the Swedish model. I got ridiculed. I mean, they did nothing, and their curve was exactly the same as ours. And there's a reason for that. Again, we don't wear masks, cloth masks for virons. Mm-hmm. Unless you're walking around with a properly fitted N95, it's going to do nothing. That, right. That's kind of you know that's kind of the point, Glenn. I mean, we, we it, on planes when they instituted this thing on on on, on planes for right. all, all uh, air travel, they didn't say you have to wear an N95. They just said, "Does throw anything on your face?" Right. If they had come out and said something concrete, mm-hmm. you know, real science to a scientist, you got to wear an N95 mask. I would have had a little bit more respect for that, mm. and and, and kind of gone along with it a little bit more to say, all right, we want to you know try to stop the curve. Right. But once you do that, once you know, you and I gave in. A lot of folks gave in in the first you know month, the four. 14 days to sure. stop the spread, which turned into months and months and years. Mm. We, we, we went along with it for the first couple you know, weeks to say, all right, let's do our part. But after we understood that this thing travels a little differently, the R not is higher, that the folks that get it are mostly asymptomatic, kids flake it off. There's no reason we could have, we, 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 we had to keep shutting down schools and closing businesses and let, you know, folks like my friend Tanya's brother, you know, three years into it. But so, we had a lot of suicides going on just in the first couple months of this thing because mm-hmm. people were legitimately scared and, and, and concerned. And, and, and of course, you know, when you lock the public down like that, right. it has a detrimental effect on society. Uh, these kids are scarred for life. Some of them that have been out of school for years. The learning curve. Learning curve is terrible. Incredible what we did. Might. And, and it, it, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of. Everybody's got COVID fatigue. Uh, if anybody has COVID fatigue, it's definitely me. But you know, we got to keep fighting the good fight. We can't let this con- them continue to do this to us. Yeah, I, I worry too because, well, first of all, how old was the gentleman who, who who lost his life, and did he commit suicide or did he just die from just you know depression essentially? So. I, I don't want you know, to get too much into. It. From what I understand, uh, his mother found him. Uh, it was a it was a drug induced, mm. uh, alcohol and drug induced um, coma. Basically, paramedics revived him, and wow. uh, and then they lost him later that night. Wow. And what what Tanya tells me, and she I didn't know this for about two weeks until after he passed, and she had a long conversation with me. She said I I, I didn't understand. She said I I knew how much COVID affected him. She goes, but I really didn't understand it, and now it's hitting me. I I realized how scared he was. Mm. He was glued to that TV. He thought he was going to die if he caught it. Uh, He he just he he mentally kind of snapped, and that's a sad thing to have when you have a government inducing that to folks, and you have people out there like you know what we do. And we were trying to tell them Mm -hmm. in April of 2020, over three years ago, that guys, this isn't. This isn't as deadly as everybody's thinking. I mean, this you got to understand, we, we saw this in waves, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're learning from a month's worth of testing. Then we're telling our next grouping of patients what we saw. Mm-hmm. We're just relaying the trends. When you get into the vaccines, I'll repeat what I said on your last show. I did not recommend the vaccine because we thought it was going to have detrimental effects. We didn't recommend the vaccine because it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. When you call enough positive patients that tell you, I don't understand how I'm positive, I'm fully vaccinated. Right. And you do that every single night over and over and over. We're recording that data. What vaccine did you have? When did you have it? Mm-hmm. So we knew within a within a very short period of time that these vaccines were having no effect whatsoever. None. And now the, then the government will come on. And by the way, let me interject here. I'm sure everybody heard that uh, Dr. Jill Biden has COVID yes. today. Yes, yes. Which you got to remember it was her husband Joe Biden who went on TV front and center and said, "If you get this vaccine, you're not going to get it. You're not going to give it." Right. We all looked at each other in my office and laughed because we knew at that point mm-hmm. when he was saying this, he was he was a year behind the curve. We right. knew, and, and nobody, no one would talk about what we knew. We got ridiculed in the media. We got ridiculed personally for saying the opposite of what the narrative that the government wanted out there. 
uh, and it was it, that is just blatant. That, that is blatant malpractice. Yeah, Somebody's got to be culpable. And by the way, did, did the government actually you know, steer you out of a lot of money too? But did was that? I guess was, was that? Uh, how do I put this? Because you you know you, you were outspoken, they didn't pay you for, for for your services as well, doctor. I remember it you wasn't said. it wasn't because we were outspoken. Of course, they don't know that. I, I don't think. I yeah. mean, you know, anything's possible. Of course, Glenn, but. The CARES Act was set up so that anybody could get a test at any time, and the government was supposed to pay us for that. I will tell you, out of the thousands and thousands of underinsured or uninsured tests that we did, we collected less than $10,000. Wow. Um, at one point, the government came out, they released a statement and said, do not bill the CARES Act anymore because it is out of money. Now, I still got to pay my staff. I still have overhead. I, mm. you know, I mean, I have three clinics. I have the two, one in Jersey, one in Florida. Then we have the travel clinic in New Jersey. Mm. My staff doesn't work for free. I still got to pay the government t- uh, payroll taxes. I still have to pay my taxes. So, you know, I, and, and this, and I'm going to tell you, this is a rough year for us. We did yeah. a lot of work in sure. 2020 through 2022 with COVID. Uh, transitioning out of that mm. has been a rough, it's been a challenge for us. You know, mm. my staff doesn't work for free. Uh, it's 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 kind of comical, but it, it hurts. Uh, at the end of the day, when you're expecting to get paid to to make payroll, and I've got to pull out of my own pocket right. to make sure that my folks are are taken care of, it's 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 um, yeah, ironic, it was unexpected. Yeah, ironic during a period where a lot of people did absolutely nothing, and they got they got paid a lot more than you did, pound for pound. When it comes right down to it, which which is uh, which is what makes it even worse. But I got to ask you, as far as COVID is concerned, we we have new terminology now. We have Karen. We have, uh, well, you know, various various names and adjectives to describe people and how they... Do you think that COVID, there might be a silver lining. It's in a negative sense, but with respect to your friend's brother who, who passed because of... Did, did it, was it a silver lining in a sense that it revealed what America was all about and how vulnerable we are? Do you think that we would have reacted the same way? I'm a little older than you, doctor, but, you know, let's, let's go back to the 90s. If COVID happened then, would society have reacted the same way 30 years ago and have we changed since i honestly don't think that society would have reacted the way it did in this pandemic if we weren't smack dab in the middle of a political election true um, you know you can you can very see, polarized too yeah you can see the dichotomy I mean, mm-hmm. you saw it and we just talked about it where you know fauci said no mask and trump said yeah no mask and fauci said yeah mask and right. everybody was like okay you could tell who was Republican, who was Democrat, who was, I should say, at least conservative versus progressive. And then there were those folks in the middle who were legitimately scared. I just had an interview yesterday where uh, the host was asking me and said, well, do you think it's, it's virtue signaling? Because she, she didn't think it was, and I said it was. Definitely. Um, but she Definitely. thought people are still legitimately scared. And I can see that with somebody like my mom, although my mother, uh, you know, votes left, watches, like I said, MSNBC and CNN. It depends on where you're getting your information from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I, my dad passed away during this, and I write about that in the book, and I, I think there was a correlation between the, the shots. I tried my, my hardest to convince my dad that, number one, he didn't need this shot. Mm-hmm. He didn't want the shot. He was going to get COVID anyway. He was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And he went out and got three Pfizer's. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, he threw a clot in his coronary artery, heart twice the size it should have been uh, when they did the autopsy, and his kidneys looked like they were going to fail. My sister, coincidentally, is having the exact same kidney issues from, from two Pfizer's, and uh, we see a lot of that correlatable data with, with thousands of our patients. We can talk about it. It's not, it's not you know, I don't want to scare anybody that got J&J. We don't see anything from J&J. Of course, mm-hmm. we get clotting from all three. But the mRNAs, we do see issues, and we see them a year later, a year and a half later, and we have studies before that to show that. But my dad is a perfect example. I, I begged him not to get this from somebody who does this every day, who works. With, if I saw the vaccine working, if there was an appreciable difference, I would have absolutely recommended it to my dad. Um, if if it worked and if COVID didn't have, uh, if it wasn't, you know, if it was deadlier than, than you know, the data speaks for itself. There's right. not a narrative when it comes to data. It just doesn't lie. But my dad went out and, and, and watched MSNBC all day. Right. When, when I went to visit him, that's all they ever had on in the house. Mm. So it really depends on where you're getting your information. If you think, if you're watching that channel and you think everybody in the world, all the pundits in the, in the world, are saying the exact same thing, right. anytime you hear differing opinions from yourself or myself or anybody else, you think we're nuts. You've got to look at information as a whole. I tell people all the time, when you get information from somebody, you should ask the question, based on what? 
Is it based on real data? Is, is, is the expert doing this in their field? Because I, I wouldn't necessarily take COVID advice from a cardiologist who shut his office down during the pandemic. Right, that's just a good because point. he's getting his narrative from the CDC. Right. Talk to, I don't, and, and in contrast, I don't give cardiac advice because we don't do that. Stay mm-hmm. in your lane, you know? Right. Uh, we had enough patients, Glenn, during this thing at an early time frame that we could correlate the data understand the trends and relay that to the public. The problem was there were there were there were forces out there like Twitter and yeah. you know now that they were being censored mm-hmm. that wouldn't mm-hmm. let it out. It mm-hmm. went against the narrative of the C D C and the government. And that's just unfair to the public. Yeah, it really- so would it have would would it have happened differently if it was at a different time? I, I think politics exploited this thing. It blew it up. It it, it, it took it in areas that it, it should never have gone. Politics and, and, and medicine do not mix, and they should never mix. I just think we were a stronger nation 30 years ago. And I don't think, you know, because we were so polarized after the Obama administration, I'm getting political here, obviously, but once the orange man came down the escalator in June of 2015, all bets were off the table. And I think we, we, we started seeing each other in a really mean-spirited way, but COVID clearly brought it. Remember, you had that one lady in Central Park that was complaining uh, to the uh, to the African-American gen- gentleman uh, who was taking pictures, but she felt threatened by him. That was just before COVID, and that was our first Karen, if you will, just an irrational reaction to a, 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 an African-American in Central Park, and she was a big-time banker. She was a contributor to the Clinton uh, 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 Foundation and all this stuff. Uh, on paper, she was she was a stellar individual, but then we saw her true colors, and once COVID came out, we saw true colors from our neighbors, from our co-workers, and from people all over the country, and it was it's pretty ugly, and that's why with the new man Mandates coming back out again, I think it's going to get uglier, uh, and I think you would agree with that. Yeah, she's probably what we call a Sharon. That's a super Karen. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> she certainly was. And one last thing, would you ever, again, I'm obs- not obsessed because that's, that's, that's too strong a word, but the Hawaii thing, not related to COVID, but are you paying attention to any of that, doctor? Yeah, I am a little bit. My uh, my buddy Mike Salzer and his wife Deanne moved out there a few years ago, and I had the opportunity to go fly out, have dinner with them, and check out one of their programs. They actually help uh, dis- uh, develop me developmentally disabled children. And I reached out to him as soon as I heard about the fires, and, and he- I posted a couple things on my social media to try and raise money for their program. They're having a tough time. I don't, you know, I I, I don't I I don't get into conspiracy theories. I know there's a ton of them out there right now. All I know is that the, at you know the very end of the, the night when they, those kids go to bed, they need help. There's there's a bunch of folks out there who have been displaced, mm-hmm. uh, who have obviously you know died, and families that are dealing with that. But that is that is something. It's far away, but that's part of you know the United States, and, and we <laughs> people forget that sometimes. Yeah, it's paradise. You know, Hawaii sure. is way out there, but those folks need some help. Yeah, they need help. At the same time, it's been at the. It just seemed like for the first ten, maybe two weeks. It went like, oh, with 99 people missing, 101 people. And the last I remembered, it was 114 people dead. And, and then it just shut down. And, and I thought that was odd because we saw COVID. Oh, and thousands of people, millions of people. Look at the world. that We're all dying. And yet here it is. We have this horrific fire. And we have to figure at least 100 people died based on the pictures and the video. And yet that stopped. And now they're building a wall around it, and you can't go near there. There's no drone footage. It just seems very strange. So I wanted to bring that up, and, and that could be your next book. Who knows? And I know you're not oh, a conspiracy guy. Yeah, not you. Well, doctor, uh, uh, one more time. Let's do. I'm showing this online, and I got your uh, the cover. Nice illustration of Doctor Fauci with the big carrot nose, uh, like Pinocchio, uh, looking into it uh, out of his glasses. Fauci's fiction by Doctor Michael J. Schwartz. Uh, second time with us today here on the Live at Five show. Doctor, thank you very much. We got to do this again. And uh, hopefully we'll make it through uh, uh, this election season. And who knows what's going to happen next year. Uh, But I'm sure we'll be talking again. Anytime, Glenn. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Uh, That's uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz here once again, second time on the Live at Five show. I've got to do a break. We'll be back right after this, and we'll take your phone calls. If I get my act together here, that's the wrong mouse, and we'll be back after this. What's happening, y'all? Call you back. Welcome back. Thank you, uh, Dr. Michael Schwartz. Check that. Yeah, I said that right. Dr. Michael Schwartz. Well, somehow or other, I woke up during that. I just, I had this headache. I took two aspirin. And I was hoping by the time I got that phone call, because I forgot, I left my glasses out in the car. I'm a mess. I'm a total mess. But anyway, uh, good, good, uh, good discussion, nonetheless. Uh, and, I, and one, someone's got to, someone's got I got to find somebody to tell me about Hawaii. I know I sound crazy. My friend Liz thinks I'm crazy. Maybe I am. 
But I, I, again, I just saw a video uh, once again. They're 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 wrapping the whole place with a big wall. I think the acreage around that part of Maui probably, I don't know, might be the size of I'm going to say the size of Adams, right? The, it's, you know, the whole land mass, a lot more people than Adams, mind you. But it's like putting a whole you know, like ribbon fence around uh, Adams. So no one like me and other drone, drone operators can't go there. I know they had to, they had to close off the um, ground zero after 9-11 in lower Manhattan for obvious reasons. And, but, you know, wrapping a, like this, this, this 12-foot wall around this area so people can't see what's going on. And then you got, then you got uh, Oprah looking for handouts and she's standing next to the Rock, who who looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. It's it's just so strange. Go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? What's happening? Oh, that guy you said on my doctor. Yeah, he made so much sense. It was mm-hmm. refreshing to hear a doctor say that. Well, remember, he's a clinical. Really yeah, he was. He's not a medical doctor, but he's a real smart guy, and he took the initiative to write this book. After, after realizing right at the beginning that something was up after all the testing, this was even before uh, the vaccinations, which he refused to take. And I was going to ask him about his father. I noticed in his book he's got, he, he, uh, he mentions his dad. His dad died in 1946, and he was no spring chicken by any, by any means. But Not 1946. He, that, he was born in 1946. He died uh, last, oh. I think, last year. Um, oh, okay. yeah, that's his okay. father, not Mike. Michael's younger than that, obviously. But nonetheless, uh, it's like, wow, that's a shame. You know, he, he his kidneys were in, uh, were screwed up. His, he had an enlarged heart. I hear that so often. Um, and, and, you know, and yet other people, it, 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 it just hits different people in different ways. It's just like smoking. Some people could smoke two packs of cigarettes up until they're 70 years old and live to 100. And, and other people, uh, you know, lose their jaw by the time they're 36 years old. Exactly. It's, it's strange. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, you ever walk into a bar? There's a 90 year old guy sitting there smoking a cigarette and drinking liquor. Right, right. And there's and they're still alive, and other people at 50, 55. Right, with cirrhosis. Right, right. Real, real sad. And and again, the, the the story, the personal story about his friend's brother. I, I again, I, I would like to elaborate more. And he's not, you know, the the gentleman we just spoke to. I don't, I don't think he's into the psychological effects of all this. But you know, I look at it this way. I really think that COVID really described what Americans are, and for that matter, what the whole world is. And now going into another wave, and you got Bill Gates waiting for the next pandemic to come along so he can, you know, you know, get rid of all of us like Drax from uh, Moonraker. Uh, I, I swear he's a you're, he's you're a Bond exactly villain. Exactly right. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's another way. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm really not. But if you notice, COVID come out about the time of the elections three right. years ago. Right. I think it was a way for the Democrats to get Trump out of office. Exactly. I really do. I, I think it was by accident, but they took it full advantage of it. And and, and by the way, I, I think the, the fires in Hawaii were clearly an accident, but they demonstrated how how, how, how a Democratic-run uh, state, which Hawaii is, is just not ready for, for, for disaster. And when it does happen, they, they, they're almost like, oh, what are we going to do about it now? There's nothing we can do about it. We're not going to bring the people back. Let's just sell it off to Oprah and all of our friends and make more taxes from it. I, I don't know. It just, it just seems so irresponsible. So in other words, my point is it, bring, it, 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 it un, uh, unveils what's already been there. I mean, we saw this with the Hurricane Michael, for instance, in, in Puerto Rico. And, you know, oh, it's paradise. Oh, it's, they haven't had a hurricane like that ever. And then a hurricane comes. Donald Trump's president. It's his fault. He hates brown people. And he's throwing out uh, paper towels and whatnot. And he didn't get there early enough. And, and yet, year, a couple of years later, this thing happens to Hawaii. Biden goes there. He's petting a dog. He's falling asleep. He gets there two weeks later. It just shows so much that after a while, it it, we're not it idiots. Does, it yeah, does. it does. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, one more or two more things, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had this, this doctor you had on. It was great. Mm-hmm. I've had two doctors in the last three years, one in Florida and one in New York. Yeah. Both tell me COVID was nothing but a different strand of the flu. Mm. Right, yeah. Cor- All yeah. it was. Right. Coronavirus. Uh, and, and it was either you or Jeff, I heard, say the other day, or maybe it been a couple weeks ago, that Kevin Shank died. Oh, yeah. Kevin Schenck passed away like five years ago. Yeah. Five, six years ago. Oh, well, I was down in Florida, so I didn't know Yeah, about it. Yeah, it was Wait, sad. He was young, too. Yeah, he, he was like 55 years old. 
somewhere he was in his mid fifties. Accident or no, no. Or? He just he 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 became ill one day. He drove, he literally drove himself to the Samaritan Hospital, and there's no blame on Samaritan. It was just one of those things. Uh, it, and um, unfortunately, they they he, uh, he he didn't make it that day, and it was very sad when I found out about that. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, yeah. I'll let you go on this. Yeah, that that guest you had on that. Doctor, I appreciate it, my friend. But uh, he, he was highly intelligent and smart. Yeah, and I'm sure Danny Francis and your buddy there, SG, will be calling in to who knows everything. Who said. knows? It could be the next call. Thank you, my friend. I got to go, but thank you very much. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Glenn. What's that? It's the dog. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider Hawaii, and I wouldn't consider the COVID thing uh, an accident where the government took advantage. Um, it's it's more than that. I was reading an article where uh, all the property around that area not went untouched. That's incredible. And, and one of the properties near there happens to be owned by Oprah Winfrey. Right, right. With a blue roof. <laughs> That's another right. concern. And yeah. then I guess she had some property out in what Colorado or Arizona or someplace mm-hmm. out west. And it was a similar situation where it was on, you know, it burned down. The town burned down or something. She ended up with the property. Nice. Yeah, it's it's kind of so, like how Disney you know, operates. I mean, you can say, well, geez, you know, you can, and that's what the government probably wants you to do is think that they're incompetent, right? You know, uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen the thing with uh, Tucker Carlson talking about Richard Nixon. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that. Oh, guy, you got to see that one. You want to get a? Is that his latest uh, latest episode on X? What the, the show that no one knows where it's coming from? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he. Yeah, it's got to be on that. But anyway, he talks about how uh, you know Nixon was talking with the uh, head of the CIA, and he says, "I know who killed John." Hmm. And uh, the guy just kind of the head there. He just smiled, and then the next thing you know, Watergate Watergate happens. Hmm. And I never knew this, but three or four of the guys that broke into the Watergate uh, office, the right. Democratic office, were former CIA agents. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of knew. That. Well, again, with yeah, all the various then, movies, uh, Oliver, Woodward. Oliver Stone. Yeah, yeah. Woodward there was a former Navy intelligence officer. Yeah, and it's funny because worked for the Washington Post. Yeah, and years and later, he was real good friends with the head of the CIA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, know, I know. And then, and then we find out years later, uh, Deep Throat was an old guy who passed away like seven, eight years ago, and he, he came. Right. He was who a hero. Was and all that. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, I, I, I missed what you said. Did, did, did Watergate happen because someone revealed who who shot Kennedy? Did you say that? I yeah, missed. Yeah, that's what said. Nixon was talking to the CIA right. or the head of the CIA and mentioned that. And the next thing you know, Watergate comes up and right. he's not in office anymore. Right. Like oh, well, wow. And he also revealed that there were aliens captured uh, in, in in some type of military base in Florida with Jackie Gleason. So I guess he was uh, he was chastised for that too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know but, I don't know. But all I know is this: you have to ask questions. I mean, you do. Even years ago, you ask questions. About yeah, but if you do, you're you're a ma- you're part of the MAGA society, and and you're vilified for that. You know how that is. Uh, you you say well, something know, about masks. I, you're one of them. You're one of them. Yeah, I'm not. You know. Yeah, I know. I'm not afraid to ask. I got. Yeah, well, I know you're not. But I know you or anyone in your family. All right, thanks. To, I, I'm running. That was a long conversation, yeah, but thanks you. for the call. No that's uh, that's the Duff man. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, excellent show today. I hope you'll have uh, Michael Schwartz on regularly. Uh, he's got a lot to say. He knows uh, a lot, and uh, he's willing to share it. And we, we need to hear stuff like that. So. Uh, and, and also, we know a number of people who uh, did not have any heart issues, but developed strange heart issues uh, subsequent to having the vaccine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I do. I know that too. And when we read about it all the time, and um, yeah. not to mention, the, you know, the people planking out. I never even mentioned that. You know, the Israeli report of uh, men eighteen to forty-nine dying suddenly. Uh, you know, th- there's there's a there's a group on Facebook, uh, or TikTok, whatever, uh, died suddenly. And it's a documentary. And again, whenever I bring this up, like, oh, there goes Glenn again, being a conspiracy theorist. Oh, he's crazy. Uh, but uh, there's, 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 there's nothing conspiratory about someone just dying at the age of 27. That, that's just, that doesn't make any sense. And uh, that, that peaked after. And that, yeah, and all the actuaries that work within the uh, insurance uh, uh, industry uh, were, were realizing this. And that's, those are the guys that have to redefine uh, all the... Um, all the guidelines and, and how people live and whatnot, because that's their ebb and flow. That's how they have to operate. But thank and you, my friend. The actuary, yeah. the actuary work was very telling. Keep up the good work. Keep that guy coming back. I will. Definitely. Definitely will. Yeah, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, almost uh, over. 
uh, on today's Tuesday edition of the Live at Five show. Uh, and then tomorrow, of course, we talk. We haven't spoken to Doc, uh, Attorney Joe Stanley, but we'll, we'll speak to him tomorrow. The other crazy story that's been going on is what happened at uh, Burning Man, uh, that, that crazy fiasco. They, they do it every year out in the middle of the desert in Nevada. And if there's one event that I would never go to, even if you paid me money to, it would be an event without trees or any shade. And I swear, when they show the, uh, the, the, the drone footage of the highway getting out of there, all I can think about is Independence Day with, uh, with uh, Randy Quaid. You know, when he's driving his, uh, you know, all of them are trying to get away from the aliens, from from the military. That's what it looks like. And there's like seven rows of cars and Winnebago's trying to get out of there. I said, God, there isn't a gasoline station for 100 miles. I hope they can get the hell out of there. But what a mess. Total mess. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, if, if, if there's one thing that I just, you know, the, you, you got all the craziness and the libs of TikTok, the crazy teachers that want to groom your kids. We're here, we're queer, you're after your children. I don't even look at that anymore. I mean, it's like, it's old hat. You know, a couple months ago, oh, look what's going on in the world. And all I can get into right now is this whole Hawaiian thing. And, and everyone says, Glenn, just get over yourself. It's not a conspiracy. Says, well, the one thing that I can't get over, and I mentioned this to the doctor earlier, is that they stopped counting the bodies. And that was like three, four weeks ago. And it got up to 114, and then it just stopped. And if, if that doesn't tell you something... And to, you know, put a whole cardboard box around the whole area. And then Oprah's asking for money, and she's got property all over the place. If you can't look at this with a discerning eye, I, 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 I think either there's just too many things going on in your life, and you don't want to look at it, and I get it. Hawaii's a faraway place from Watertown, New York. But to me, it's a very intriguing story. And if anything, it demonstrates what, what a, a, a community or area of the world that's run by liberal Democrats— and how ill-prepared they are, not just for their own uh, state and their safety, but they're for their people. They could care less about the lower middle class. They're, they're just riffraff to them. All right, we're, got, we're done with today's show, but we do it each and every day here on AM 1240 WATN Watertown, which makes us legal. Uh, we'll do it tomorrow for Wednesday. Until then, have a good night. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. We are following breaking news out of Washington right now where former Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio just got sentenced to 22 years in prison for orchestrating attacks at the U.S. Capitol. CBS's Scott McFarlane. Tarrio and three of his fellow Proud Boys were convicted of seditious conspiracy, plotting to use violence to block the peaceful transfer of power. Defense attorneys for some of Tarrio's co-defendants argued former President Donald Trump deserved more of the blame. And we're going to the Capitol. For encouraging his supporters to march to the Capitol. It is the longest sentence imposed so far for January 6th. More than 180 million Americans are melting as a massive heat.